Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second IBS College Football Roundtable. Thank you for uh, joining us again. We've had a pretty exciting season so far. Um, I think at this point we probably know less than we thought we did about a month ago when we uh, when we started talking right before the season started. Um, I think we got some some of the power players are obviously all still in play. We got a couple of teams that have fallen by the wayside, but uh, I want to I want to start getting right into. Looks like we got a line uh, full of college here, so I'm going to start bringing these guys in, and we we can start having our discussions here. Eight one seven three zero zero. Who is this? That's Jerry. That's Jerry. Jerry, how are you, man? Good, man. How you doing? Doing well. A&M is one of the teams that's kind of like surprising me the most in how well they're playing, so I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you about them. Let me get some of these other guys on the line. 609-705, who is this? This is Robert Frederick. Who is this? Just kidding, it's Spencer. <laughs> Spencer. We got our other SEC surprise team on the line with, with the Florida rep here. Let me get um, 804-937. I believe that's Chris. Is that you, Chris? Yep, yep. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Thanks for calling in. And let me get my last guy on the line. Looks like it's Corey here. Corey, you on? I sure am. Yes, I'm here. Hi, guys. Well, I appreciate you all calling in. Um like I, like I said, starting off, I think that we've had a pretty exciting season so far, but we probably know less right now than we did a month ago. Um, so I just want to get into, let's start with everyone's with everyone's top fives right now. Um, I did mine just kind of like who I thought was the top of each of the Power Five conferences right now. And I know RC asked this in the group the other day, and I actually changed up my answer some. And, Jerry, you'll like this. I actually moved A&M into the top five over Bama right now. Hello? Just because um, I'm seeing that A&M has Bama next, and they have a bye week in between. So I think that that's, that's a pretty favorably for A&M. Um, and I like them coming out of the SEC now. And I got um, Baylor. Clemson from the ACC, Ohio State still, and I can't keep denying Utah, so I'm going to go with Utah out of the Pac-12. So, um, what do you guys think about that? We can start with we can start with Jerry. Um, who do you have as your top five right now, and, and how much different is it than mine? Uh, it's not too different. Um, it's fairly close. Um, I have Ohio State. Um, they keep squeaking out wins, regardless how they're getting them. They're getting them. Um, I have a little bit of switch. I have Baylor in mind. They've been very impressive to me. Um, that offense looks unstoppable almost. Uh, I have Clemson. And then I actually rounded out with two SEC teams and with it being LSU. And I came close on the end to not going homer on this, but I am going to put Texas A&M in there closely, closely over TCU. That, I debated back and forth, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with A&M. Yeah, I mean, honestly, A&M has – they have a couple decent wins, and they got a fa- they have a favorable schedule, at least, you know, for the next month or so. We'll regroup in in uh, in November and see where they're at. But I think, you know, it's, it's, 
can't be upset about that right now. So, all right, nah. Spencer, what do you have for the top five? Mine's not too far different. Um, I don't have Baylor on there, even though they've looked impressive. I don't really feel like they've played anybody yet, but find out a lot more. I'm waiting for them to play TC way later on. Uh, I still think that's going to be an exciting game. But I have uh, Ohio State. Come on, Chuck. Come on. Can't really move them. Uh, I still got LSU up there. I got TCU. And then after seeing Utah, I don't know how bad Oregon is this year, but Utah made them look really bad. And then uh, rounding out the top five, I do have Texas A&M up there. Uh, And we'll find out a lot more, like you were already saying. They do play Bama coming up next week. So, But I have them sneaking in the top five. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that you guys are all on board with the A&M thing. Well, I'm not surprised Jerry's on board with A&M, but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I guess, I guess with with the SEC West and and they're clearly the uh, top dog. Well, I mean, you got LSU up there too, but I think A&M's been more impressive thus far. Um, Chris, what do you have for your top five? Um, pretty close to what you guys got. I mean, I still got Ohio State there, of course. Definitely have to put Baylor in there. I got A and M. I got Utah. And um did I say T C U already? No. Yeah, T C U. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, um, and, um, <laughs> Baylor Baylor and T C U both looking strong. To me personally I think Baylor's looking a little better, but um, you know, I think you can go either way on that and Corey, you're you're kind of you're probably the the biggest uh, Big Twelve guy of the group. Yep. Who do you have? Do you have both TCU and Baylor in there? Absolutely. I, I mean, I don't think that should be too surprising. But I have both Baylor and TCU in there. I mean, if you're just seeing how they played, I don't see how you can't say that TCU and Baylor have been two of the three most impressive um, so far. And to say Baylor's offense hasn't missed a beat would be Borderline disrespectful to Russell. I mean, he's, he's as good as, as any quarterback's looked in that system. And what people are underrating about Baylor is how good those skill guys have gotten. I mean, they were sophomores and freshmen when they burst onto the scene. And, and Coleman and, and Linwood, they're just like, they're pro prospects now. And Coleman's really, really good, and no one talks about him. Um, so I have both of those in there. Uh, you have to have Ohio State in there. They're clearly the most talented team. It's silly to say anything else. Um, I have LSU in there. Um, they haven't been as impressive the last two weeks, um, but that defense is legit. And if you have a really good defense, a quarterback that can make some plays with his legs and get a couple cheap first downs, and the best player in the country running the football, then I mean, you have a shot. They have a shot. They're not going to go undefeated, but I think they lose one game and probably sneak in the playoffs. Um, I'm definitely not sold on Clemson. They beat a couple teams that aren't that good at home, um, and they're getting a lot of props for it. Um, that I just don't think a win at home um, against Notre Dame's that great a win with their backup quarterback in a monsoon, and I don't think squeaking by beating a bad Louisville team by three points is something to write home about. So I don't have them. Uh, A&M's kind of the same way. I mean, the Arizona State, Wins looking less and less impressive by the week. Uh, I don't think Mississippi State is very good. Beating Arkansas in overtime doesn't impress me. Um, so I'd go to Utah uh, with the last spot if we're just talking about who's looked the best to me. Yeah, okay. I mean, well, Arizona State did just beat um, UCLA, so we can't, can't knock them for that. But, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that that's an exceptional win, but they keep winning, and the, and you know they've they've got now a win against Arizona State and Mississippi State. So um, I think that obviously the meat of their schedule is still to come. They got LSU at the end, so you know still a lot of time to get better for there. And then I really like the fact that they get a bye week before going into Bama. That's just going to give someone more time to focus on that particular game and it's at home. Um, before, I, yeah, I definitely I'm, want to talk to Jerry more about about them, but before we get into that, and while I have you, Corey, um, my Big 12 guy, I'll let you represent Dalton, I got Oklahoma as, as a team with potential. I think that they – I talked about them a little bit in the opening show that, that they might sneak in under the radar, and so far – they are looking pretty strong. Obviously, they got a brutal schedule with TCU and Baylor in consecutive weeks. But I mean, what do you think about Oklahoma? Do you think they're the real deal? No, um, their defense is too suspect, in my opinion, to get it done in the Big Twelve. Like I know everyone says defenses aren't good and it's shootouts and they give up all these points, but you do have to have some sort of scheme or some sort of understanding of how to slow down these spread offenses and. And I see teams like Tulsa um, throw for 500 yards on them. Um, so imagine what Baylor or TCU are going to do. Uh, I mean, I think they lose two games, honestly. It wouldn't shock me if Texas Tech beat them. Um, but they do get TCU at home. They get Baylor on the road. Oklahoma State's not good. Um, so they don't have the toughest of the Big 12 schedule. Um, they just they got West Virginia at home, too, which is a break for them because if they get them on the road, that could be a different story. So, I mean, they might be in the mix. I mean, it could be a three-way topper first. Um, their offense is very legit. It's the third best offense. They think they have the really good defense. Um, you would think they would have the best defense of the three, but I'd say they have the worst defense out of the three of Baylor to with them. So that would be my one concern is that they just aren't going to want to shoot out against those two teams. All right, well. And and you, it's Bob Stoops, so you never know who's the least one big what do you have any teams right now that um, we haven't discussed that you might feel are kind of like on the outside, but but could make that push as we get a little bit further down the line? I mean, I don't think any of us have them in, and, and maybe it's just biased or, or or just we're just kind of annoyed by them. But if we're not thinking Alabama's a serious serious contender, then we're thinking wrong. Um, they, obviously they <laughs> no, I totally agree. I completely agree. Alabama is extremely talented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they still struggle with teams that can spread them out. That's not going to change. But it doesn't shock me at all if they run the table and end up getting one of those final four spots. That definitely wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, um, in watching the Buckeyes this season, I kind of have a new respect for how Bama's had to play the last few years. And, I mean, you you when you're Bama – Right, you still go out with a target on your back. You're everyone's biggest game still. They got talent, of course, um, but you know it's just like you got to bring your best game every week, and there there can't be any letdowns. But I still think, um, you know, I, I, their quarterback has to come along more. They need to get the ball into Henry's hands. I think the more they do that, the, you know, the better they're going to be. But Big win at Georgia, and um, I don't know if they'll lose another one. Um, and if they do, yeah. it, it may be it may be not this coming weekend, but the following weekend at A and M, 
And so with that, I'm going to bring in uh, Jerry to start talking some A&M. Hey, I'm Hello, always Jerry, ready for that. There? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, so, um, I mean, your team is kind of starting to get up there now in, in everyone's mind, as you just heard, so... Um, what do you think about the rest of the season moving forward? What do you what are you most worried about, and, and what do you feel best about so far after seeing a month? Well, uh, what I feel best about first off is the defense. Um, that was one thing in our original call that I was very skeptical about. You know, Chavis coming in has the opportunity to turn teams around and get the most out of, out of his players, but we've also had a pretty piss poor defense the past few years. Um, he's brought a new attitude. He's he brought a quicker, more physical style of play. He's dumbed down the offense, uh, the defense from last year, and the guys really seem to to uh, buy into his scheme. and And I think that to me has been my biggest surprise, and a little bit has, has given me a little bit of comfort. Um, where I think we were at is pretty much the same way of where I felt in college football in general, week to week. If we did this show weekly, my top five would change every week. And it's the same how I see our future being. Um, I like our matchup against Alabama, kind of like you said. We got the bye week coming in. We have time to prepare, time to rest, heal a little bit. And one thing that wasn't mentioned that I like, Alabama has Arkansas this week. They're not exactly the best team record-wise, but we all know they're big. We all know they're physical. I know last year they beat the heck out of us, and it took weeks to get guys off the injury list and whatnot to get back. So I like that Alabama's having to go in and play a a tough Arkansas team right before they meet us at home. Yeah, and they're coming off, obviously, a, a pretty big emotional game for them because they had to reprove themselves last week. So, yeah, I mean... Like we just talked about, Alabama never gets a break. But you guys, if you can get through that game with a win, I mean, at Ole Miss, I don't think Ole Miss is as good as we thought a couple of weeks ago. Clearly, Spencer's boys laid them down pretty good last weekend, and I, you know, so I don't, I don't, I think that's a game you guys can get through. And then it's it's pretty much cake until you get to LSU at LSU at the end of the year, but. I mean, I think the way it's lining up is this uh, this Bama game could really make or break the season. I agree. I agree. And and even after seeing Florida dismantle Ole Miss like they did, even if we got through Bama, that game still worries me. Um, I think they're a better team than they showed. I think they'll be playing a little bit with a chip on their shoulder as well, even though it's a couple weeks later. But I, I, I'll feel good if we get through Alabama. I'll feel really good if we get through Alabama and Ole Miss. So – how do you feel about the SEC West in general? I'm going to get Spencer's thoughts on the SEC East here in a minute, but um, I mean, do you think do you feel that you can definitively say you guys are the favorite right now, or do you still put Bama or LSU there? What are your thoughts there? I, you know what? I wish I could say I felt we were the favorite. I don't think I can. I mean, I really feel at this point. Um, you can, just like we've already said, you can't ever discredit Bama. I mean, they they make a way to do it day in, day out, year in, year out. Uh, you never can take them away, even even with one loss, with two losses. Alabama can be there. Um, I do think we have a chance, and I do think LSU has a chance. I, I think those three teams you mentioned, uh, it's really going to come down to the matchups. I think uh, Ole Miss is probably going to end up falling behind, but. Uh, I think it's going to be between those three teams. And, and I'll be honest with you, I don't feel better about any single one of them right now uh, than I do the other. So we're just going to have to see how it plays out, I think. 
Yeah. Now, LSU, um, they haven't – though they've played names, they've played Mississippi State and they've played Auburn, their schedule hasn't been much for us to say, um, okay, this team is clearly going to be dominant over the Bamas and even the A&Ms right now. I mean, what do you see from them? Do you think that they are deserving of, like, a top five, top – they're, I think they're number seven right now. I mean, is that where you would have them, or do you think that we still need to see more from them? That's a loaded question because do I like where they're at? Yes. Do I want to see more of them? Yes. I I think they got a great team. I mean, Brandon Harris, I think Corey said it, um, he keeps moving, gets, you know, he's not doing a lot through the air, but if he can get a couple cheap first downs there and Fournette can keep running the ball out of his mind like he's doing, uh, the defense, if they start to come together more and more and more every game, I mean, they're going to be a, a powerhouse. And, I mean, they have uh, the South Carolina game, I think, next, which they should get through. Um, Florida, I think a lot of people had chalked up as a win, but that's that's not even close to that anymore and then Western Kentucky. But then they run a pretty pretty tight gauntlet at the end. I think they got Bama, Arkansas, yeah. uh, either Mississippi State and Ole Miss, and then and then us on, you know, the last yep. best week. So uh, right now, I mean, I think they're like anybody else. They're proving it. They're playing good. I think they're deserving of their spot. But then again, I mean, when you hit a, a four-game skid at the end of the year that like they are, uh, anything's up, up, up for there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, November is going to be – Absolute chaos. I can tell you everything we say right now is going to mean nothing then because I'm just looking at all these teams that are playing each other then, so it's going to be exciting. Um, and while we're talking about that A&M and, or uh, the LSU-Florida game, let me bring on Spencer because I know he wants to talk about that, and we might as well talk about Florida. Can't keep holding them down now. They They've almost got to the top ten. They've gotten so close that ESPN is starting to cover the top 11 teams because that's where SEC's charm, Florida, is. So, Spencer, <laughs> tell me about your team, man, um, and, you know, what you like, what you don't like, and how you feel about that LSU game. Well, I tell you my favorite thing is I can go on ESPN.com now, and when I go to the scores section for college football, I don't have to filter to include everybody anymore. <laughs> you just always have to select just top 20 or outside the top 25 for Florida. Don't have to do that anymore. But uh, we've been a little bit better than uh, most people expected on the offensive side. Uh, you know, I knew we were going to be good on defense coming in, but I was still worried, still am kind of worried about the offense. But we've been playing so well that they decided to make this game against LSU at night game now, which, yeah, there's some kind of stat <laughs> somewhere. LSU, they, they do not lose at night in the at that stadium, like, whatsoever. No. Uh, they really don't. So I'm not looking too forward to that. But, you know, I, I am excited for it, I, absolutely. Uh, pretty excited that we're going to look past Missouri now, starting that freshman quarterback. That makes me feel a little bit better. But, you know, well, nervous say, are you worried that the team is going – I mean, I, you know, regardless of who's a quarterback, Missouri is a team that has kind of dominated the East since they came into the conference. I mean, are you worried that the team is just – completely going to look past that game now that you got a night game at LSU coming up and um, starting to, you know, got the number by the name that's looking pretty good now? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this coach, I've been reading more and more, and he, he sounds like he has them really focused. He had some kind of corny line that he stole from somewhere, uh, something like write the ship, something like that. He said he wished he could take credit for it, but he, he seems like he has them focused. Oh, here it is. That's what's up. Restore the order. That's what he's been saying. But uh, I don't think they're going to look past it. Um, you know, I think obviously the fans are going to look past it, but I think the players are going to be focused on it. You know, it's still going to be an East game. They've killed it the past couple of years. We've got a, a lot of young players, but I think, you know, some of the people have been around and just gotten demolished by them, even when they weren't necessarily supposed to beat us that bad. But just like, you know, looking at the East in general, you know, coming into the season, my biggest fear really I thought it could be between Tennessee and us. Um, I know a lot of the hype was on Georgia, but I, I can't hype Georgia ever. Mark Rick, he he's not going to win the title. <laughs> But uh, Tennessee, I mean, they haven't won the conference yet. Uh, they've looked pretty good. They're definitely on the up and up. But you know, I, I'm definitely excited for that LSU game. I think so. I think I think I think he's the coach is going to get it put together. But I mean, they've definitely choked in the fourth quarter uh, against us. And I forget who the game was before that, but they lost a double digit lead doing the New York Giants thing. But uh, do you think that Jones yeah, is on I mean, the hot seat? That's that was one thing I was going to ask you. Who? Jones at Tennessee. I don't. I don't really think so. I think it's too early. I mean, I think from what he inherited, I mean, they've been more competitive. I mean, the record doesn't stand for it, but I mean, there was a couple of years where they were just getting just demolished by everybody. So I, I don't think I don't think it's seats too hot yet. So how do you feel about the East moving forward? I mean, do you think that it's yours for the taking? Who else do you see coming along? Uh, after it right now, after Georgia just took that beat down. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to say right now. I mean, clearly, I think, you know, if Missouri were to beat us, that would that would flip it kind of on its head. But, if, if I mean, as long as we get past Missouri, I think it, at that point it's pretty much ours for the taking. Um, you know, Georgia, I don't know how much to read into the Bama loss. Bama's kind of looked, you know, two ways this year. They've looked really dominant, and then they've looked, you know, not so good also. I'm still not sure what to think about them. You know, they definitely got that defense. If they can lean on the offense a little bit more, running the ball might be better. But, so, I mean, I don't know what to think of Georgia yet, you know. Even even Georgia looked pretty good last year, and we, we pretty much killed them last year. You know, I don't see anything coming out of Kentucky, you know. Even then, you know, you got, you know, Vanderbilt, teams like that. I, I mean, I really think at this point, you know, you're gonna, it, it's either between us, Missouri, or Georgia. You know, South Carolina, they're, you know, way down the cellar. Spirit is not looking too right. good this year. But, yeah, I mean, really, I think, you know, if we were, if we managed to beat Missouri, then it means between us and Georgia. Yeah, I, I I completely agree. I mean, honestly, I think you guys are the uh, the favorites in, in the East right now. And, man, I I think only, only you would have seen that coming uh, in our last show. So... <laughs> You know, congrats to you guys. Um, all right, well, I'm going to move off of everyone's least favorite conference, the SEC, and I'm going to pull in my man Chris Sims because we got the Florida State Seminoles who have been right at the brink for the last few seasons and, and even got a title, but no one is talking about them right now. What's what's up with Florida State, man? I mean, are they just flying under the radar? Are they legit? Nah, they're not legit right now, man. Um, we got some issues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be the first to tell you, man. We got some issues, man. Um, yeah, you know the record looks good, um, and that's about where it stops, man. The, the offense is just not 
putting up the points the way they need to be, man. I mean, you know, it looked good in the opener, of course, but it was just Texas State. I mean, we laid like 59 points on them. But then, you know, we come down the line a little bit, and, um, you know, you play, you know, South Florida, and that was like 34-14, but probably was a little closer than that. You know, only hang 14 points, you know, on B.C. on a, on a Friday night game and then struggle with Wake, struggle to put Wake away. So we got some issues. Um, I wasn't looking for us really to compete for a title this year. I thought that, you know, you were replacing a lot of folks on the offensive line, of course. There's some folks defensively that need, you know, that needed work. But I thought we be a little bit better than we are right now. And Golson, um, the Golson hasn't played bad, but he hasn't played good either. And you can tell that he, before the season started, he basically had only been on the campus, man, for about a month. Because there's no, the problem offensively is there's no, he has no connection with the receivers. I mean, he and Travis Rudolph, they have a thing, you know, they're pretty decent, but Nobody else is on the same page, man. It looks like they're running the wrong routes. Um, he's thinking they're going to be in one place and, you know, they're in another. You know, and pretty much the lone bright spot, of course, has been Dalvin Cook. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, the one positive, Golson's not turning the ball over. But you watch him, you can see the uncertainty. And it's hurting the offense a little bit because sometimes you can tell he doesn't know when to run. Uh, when they throw the ball, and like I stated earlier, sometimes the receivers aren't in the right place. So they have some problems, and I'm a little bit worried about this weekend. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about the ACC in general? I think, you know, obviously you guys aren't dominating, but I don't see anything on the schedule that trips you up. Probably this whole month. Um, obviously, you got a game at Clemson. Uh, in the beginning of November, and then that one that, that you've been most worried about against NC State also right after that. So, um, yeah. But do you think it's going to come down to that game against Clemson? Do you think it's just a, a, a two-horse race at this point in the conference? Well, it should be. But now we do play to Miami this week, and I know everybody's like, you know, well, you know, Miami you know, still ain't nothing, and, you know, they got, you know, they got waxed on TV, you know, about a, about a week or so ago. But we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, man. We're not, like I said, the offense is not there. The defense can't get people off the field on third down. So I'm not even looking past this weekend right now, to be honest with you, man. I'm not looking, yeah. to, you know, looking past it at all. Um, you know, if you move on, you never know what you're going to get out of Louisville. And, you know, then you have Georgia Tech still. And I know Georgia Tech has been a little bit disappointing. I thought they'd be a little bit better than they were, but you still have that offense. And with our defense not being able to get people off the field on third down the way we're supposed to, you know, I'm worried about that game, you know. Um, so we got a lot of work to do before we get to those games. Um, but still, I think it's a two-horse race. But, you know, we we got to pull it together, and um, we'll see what happens and where we're sitting at by the time we get to Clemson. You know, if we can get out of that and then maybe avoid getting tripped up at the NC State, we may be okay. The one thing about this weekend a lot of people are not talking about, though, why I won't jump past this weekend, we don't even know if Dalvin Cook's going to play. You know, he he, oh. he, ended that, uh, and it, he ended that hamstring, phenomenal, you know, that nice run, like 94-yard run the other day, and he hurt his hamstring. So we bring in, um, you know, 
uh, Jonathan Vickers and then the, the young freshman Jax Patrick to run the ball, and they'll be good backs, but they're not Dalvin Cook. So if we don't have him on the field this weekend against Miami, I mean, it's, it could be tough. Well, as someone that isn't a, a Miami or Florida State fan, I always enjoy watching that game. So, yeah, I mean, that game is just one of those ones that it's always going to be a game no matter what. Um, yep. Now, Clemson Clemson had a big win, obviously, this past weekend. I think Notre Dame, even without Zaire, was, they had proven to be a pretty good team. Um, and Clemson looked really – Clemson looked pretty good. Um I don't know that, you know, they're the best team that I've seen, but I could certainly see them ending up making the playoff if they can run the table. Um, what do you think about Clemson? Are are they going to be the real deal, um, assuming, you know, if they can get past you guys down the road? I don't think they're the real deal as far as, far as contending for a, a, uh, for a playoff spot. I'm going to be honest with you. We've seen this story before with them where there's always so much hype or they'll get you playing good, and they seem to let everybody down. Um, but as long as they've got, you know, Watson back there, I mean, they've got a shot at anything, especially when they play us. Problems just like most teams with a quarterback that can get out of their pocket and move the ball. Um, you know, he can take off with it at any time. Um, you know, they've got a little bit of depth, you know, at receiver, even though they lost somebody. But I, I don't see them as a national contender. Um, they They very well could win the ACC. But um, I, I don't see them as a national contender. We've seen they, they got to prove some stuff to me because we've seen this story before. Yeah, I, and I agree with you there. <laughs> it, it would be weird if the ACC got left out after Florida State actually <laughs> had a good run. But I mean, yep. it's it's certainly possible at this point. But who knows? We'll just have to see how Florida State and Clemson kind of play down the road. Yeah, and uh, looks like I have a new caller on here. I'm going to bring. Them in eight one seven eight zero zero. Who is this? That's Jeff, Chase. Jeff, welcome. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Well, so we we've talked a little bit of Big Twelve, and I know that's kind of your specialty um, as well. But hey, let me give my you you ask. I don't know who that was. Is that a, Corey or RC that you asked earlier? Your dark horse to make the playoffs? Yes. I'm gonna go with Stanford. Watch out for Stanford. I think they will make the playoff. They got they got UCLA next, I believe, on a Thursday night, nine thirty at home, and Oregon at home. And we all know they yeah, own Oregon. What the last two years they've owned Oregon. I was looking at their schedule as well. I think that um, it's it's. It's a You're pretty right. good I mean, schedule. I think that it could line up. Whoever wins that conference, I just I I can't believe that the way that they hype the Pac-12. Whoever wins that conference is getting in. I mean, that's that's just, right. And I I think Stanford wins that conference. Now I don't the have way they're their playing right now. Me. Do you do you know if they play Utah? Um, they they do not play Utah. I believe so. It would only no, be in the championship game then. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I think, I think there's. I mean, I've seen other people talking over. about them too. They they could definitely be um, on that dark horse list. Stop, I don't think Utah can stop them. To be honest, I mean, that, that, that combination they got right now with uh, what is it, McCaffrey and you know, obviously Barry Sanders, and they play in that box, man. They're hard to stop. 
my opinion. Yeah, but anyway, and, and I don't know it. how I don't know if Utah is the real deal or not. <laughs> I, mean, I know. They, I think I think it's that, so that Oregon, to be seen. That Oregon score was a little misleading. Well, they, they, I mean, they they beat the snot out of Oregon. I mean, ain't no lie about that. But that that score was a middle little misleading. Agreed. Anyway, so, all right. Well, let's let's talk some Big Twelve. Let's talk about let's your talk state. Big Twelve. Um, <laughs> we got to talk Texas you, or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I, I got 25 minutes left. I'm not. I don't know if I need to spend any on the Longhorns, but <laughs> no, we don't have to spend any alone. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, I got three. I got three new head coaches because I think Strong will be gone. I'll go ahead and get them out there. Tom Herman, Chad Morris, SMU, right. or Hugh Freeze, Old Miss. Those are my three. One of those three will be the next head coach in Texas. Mark it down. Write it down. Take a picture. I was honestly, anyway. if if you gave me three guesses, those would have been mine for for who you guys would go after. Obviously, Freeze has already been linked, and Herman's starting to make some ground in the state, so you guys aren't going to let him just sit down there at Houston. And Herman did his GA at Texas. Oh, okay, so he's got ties. He's got ties. I think but he's anyway, a good coach man, he's tied, um, a good coach. Who do you who do you who do you like between TCU and Baylor? That I like Baylor. I like Baylor, but it's at TCU that Friday. But honestly, honestly, Chase, I think Oklahoma is. I think Oklahoma gets TCU at home. Oklahoma TCU at home this year. I think the week before Baylor. I'm not real sure on the scheduling, but. It, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's you know just kind of sitting there, not being talked about. Oklahoma's good, and they're running attack with Kareem and Nixon. They're good. I think I think yeah. Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma may beat them both. To be honest with you, they're just they're not being talked about. It's it's I know. Well, I I talked a little bit about that with Corey at the beginning, and and I know I think that I. I, I'm with you. I think Oklahoma's going to get one of them. Getting them both in a row. Ugh, You're right. Tough. I think if they beat one, they beat TCU. I think they can run the football on TCU. Agreed. Um, I, you know, honestly, we haven't talked and, about it yet, but T, TCU showed some weakness by – I mean, they could have lost at Minnesota. And, and I know they, that, you know, the games are what TCU they are. TCU has a and, lot of like, injuries. I don't know if he, they've got a lot of injuries right now. I mean, they're, they're – Starting four or five freshmen on defense. I think uh, that's going to they just had that's going to hurt them more probably as they get out of the conference because you just don't play defense in the Big Twelve for whatever reason. It's just not existent. They just don't. So You're right. They just don't. Won't catch up with them then, but it could catch up with them. Um, you know when we're talking about playoff and beyond. Um, exactly. Well, I still but have you. I want to that start TCU talking Baylor about um, Heisman if we Friday can. Night after, do, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. I was just going to say, I want to start talking Heisman if, if we can. Um, and while I got you on the line, if you want to give me I'll, – I'll run down a list of guys that I have that I think have kind of separated themselves at this point, and that's um, Fournette, I don't think Ezekiel Elliott, and, and uh, Boykin. And then maybe you could throw Chubb in there. But I think that that's – that's kind of what it's narrowed down to, at least in my mind. What, who do you have? Is it any different than that? 
I think it's Fournette without, I mean, without question. I mean, yeah. Elliot, yes, if they start feeding the ball more. I don't know what's going up there, going on up there, Chase, but. <laughs> Herman's Get down him there more with you. That's the problem. <laughs> Get him some more touches. Yeah. Well, how many did he have I, last I mean, week? They finally gave him a little bit more last week, didn't they? But, yeah, I would say Fournette right now, two, and then Boykin, three. But other than that, yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, let me get um, let me get Chris's thoughts on on Heisman. You got anything different on on the top three? You're with us on that? Oh, ain't no question. I think it's that is the three right there. Um, it's no question for that. You know Zeke, and then of course Boykin. Um, you know I was the one surprised you had. Well, we just got into the Heisman talk, but. You know, I was the one, if you go back to our first show, I totally bombed out on this one. And I don't know if you remember, but I was the guy that said that Jeremy Johnson from Auburn was going to be in the race. And and, and, and this dude loses his job to Sean White after playing like crap. I mean, you know, but, yeah, I, I go ahead and, you know, I wasn't going to bring it up. I said, no, nah, I'm going to go ahead and bring it up because they probably remember. But, yeah, um, I was totally – you know, I wasn't even out of left field. I wasn't even in the ballpark on that one. But anyway, yeah, I don't see any difference. It's definitely those three before that leads away. It's uh, it's funny you say that because preseason I had I had Auburn and Bama as a coin flip, and I picked Auburn to be the one of the two to uh, to make the playoff. And clearly, that's not going to happen. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, all right, well, hey Chase. Carrying on I'm the, the uh, yes. Hey, can I throw in one more name? Sure. I'll, uh, with an upset this week, Jared Goff could get in the mix. With an upset of Utah, he could get in the mix. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say that. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a name that that I wanted you know someone to bring up. I think um, I haven't watched him enough, but I but I keep seeing them. You know, they're they're making their move. Um, yeah, he's not there about yet, him but a he little could get in the mix this week. Yeah, they got they have the games in place that I mean, if he if, if they go on a run here in the next few weeks, then then he's gonna jump up there. Exactly. Um, guys, uh, Corey, Jerry, Spencer, do any of you guys have any additional names you want to throw in in the mix? Yeah, golf was one I was gonna say, but it's kind of the same thing I said in the preseason. I think me and Spencer were were heavy on LSU and and potentially Fournette, but. At some point, you have to start looking at, at Seth Russell. I mean, if they run the table, my man's going to throw yeah. for 50 touchdowns. <laughs> like, yeah. He's going to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns if they throw in the table, like 4,000 and 50 touchdowns and like a perfect QBR. Like, at some point, you, you just have to start considering him and the ridiculous stats he's putting up. I know there's a curve for the Big 12, but he's far outplayed Boykin. And Boykin is getting hyped. So I mean, if they if he goes off in that game against TCU or Oklahoma, I mean, I think he, he definitely puts himself in a good spot for that. So I would definitely look out um, for him. Yeah, I was definitely going to say golf. I mean, it's kind of the gets a little bit of that luck stamp. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. so like prototypical. Everybody wants him to be good. Everyone's starting to talk about him. I mean, I've heard people compare him to Aaron Rodgers. And then people that played against him and his coordinators say it's not an unfair comparison. So, 
So anytime someone's getting that type of hype, all you got to do is keep winning and putting up numbers, and the Heisman hype will follow. Uh, but in much more that loses two games and, and gets completely shut down against Alabama or something. It's, it's definitely close. Yeah. All right, well, I realized I haven't given you guys the uh, Big Ten report, so let me breeze through that because <laughs> I know you guys aren't going to listen. But um, there's actually four undefeated teams in, in the Big Ten right now, and uh, they say that team up north is making moves. I don't even want to touch on them. My Buckeyes haven't looked great. They definitely need a lot of work on offense right now. The defense seems to be playing pretty well um, most of the time, but they've been on the field a lot uh, because this offense keeps going three and out. The other team that's that's starting to get more buzz now is uh, Northwestern, who's actually going to be playing at that team up north um, coming up. So we'll get to see if they're the real deal. And then both of those teams, go and play uh, Michigan is going to play Michigan State and Northwestern is going to play Iowa who's another one of the Big Ten undefeated so the conference picture is going to start to shake out um, quickly probably more quickly in the Big Ten than in the other conferences where they're a little more November heavy for the bigger games we're going to know a lot um, especially in that uh, that side of the conference in the next couple of weeks. So that's your Big Ten report. I won't make it any longer than that because I know you guys are probably already asleep. Um, That being said, I'm trying to look at the schedule here and see what games we haven't touched on that are coming up here in the next couple of weeks. We briefly touched on Cal at Utah this weekend, but I think that's one of the the bigger games of the weekend. And then obviously um, Northwestern at Michigan, like I just talked about, think it's going to be probably the two biggest games of this coming weekend. And, uh, well, that's a big game to to you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, And, yeah, they say that's a rivalry, but I think Corey would tell you that Oklahoma is not as big a rival to Texas as, as Kansas State, so. Um, and I'm, no one claims Texas right now, so it is what it is. <laughs> Not even Brandon. I think they might have a rivalry with Houston or something like that. Maybe A and M. True. So, do you, all right. So we got we can throw that one in the mix. Do any does anyone have any other games this coming weekend um, that that they have circled as? Can't miss. Well, we talked about with Chris the the FSU Miami game too. So, mm. I know college game day is going to the uh, Cal game for Utah. I would, yeah, I, would, I, think, I mean, we're gonna find out a lot about Cal and Utah in that game. So, you know, I think that's gonna be the the one we're looking forward to uh, the most there. I would normally it's a big game for TCU this week. I was about to say, I would normally tell everyone to watch out for any ranked team going into Bill Snyder Stadium, um, but last week Kansas State went to its uh, fourth-string quarterback, also happens to be our wide receiver, our best wide receiver, um, and he got hurt. So, Huber's going to go this week, though, right, Corey? Uh, yeah, he's going to go, but he's, he's banged up. He's all woozy, so... He's going to yeah. probably get hurt the second we run a quarterback draw and then we're down to Lord knows what a quarterback. So I normally would circle that as a as a trap game for them, but 
our best receivers hurt because he's playing quarterback last week, so it's not a not a good look. Okay. And and then uh, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, we talked about it. It's going to be a big weekend for the Big Ten and the SEC with uh, with Bama at A and M, Florida at LSU. Northwestern, uh, Iowa coming to Northwestern, and Michigan State coming to Michigan. So, good games um, mm. the next couple of weekends. So, it's going to start. It's going to start sorting itself out. We're going to see if some of these some of these teams that kind of caught us by surprise in the first month um, end up being the real deal. That being said, um, guys, are there any any games that we haven't touched on? in the month of October that uh, that you guys are thinking about? We can start with Jeff. Not in October. I don't have – no, not in the Big 12. I think – oh, Texas uh, – or uh, TCU-Oklahoma may be the last week in October. I think it's November, to be honest with you. I think I it's November. I mean, me. November, I November is going to be so crazy, like – we're going to have yeah. so many good college. I, I think we're going to have to all live at, like, Buffalo Wild Wings or, or whatever you got with 20 TVs around you because that's the only way we're going to be able to even take it all in. We're going to have every big all – the, all the big names are playing big games times three in November, so it's going to be exciting. Texas does have K-State next week in Austin, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> big time, big time rivalry there. Big time football, one and five versus four and two. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, unless you guys have any final thoughts, I'll go ahead and wrap us up. Any final thoughts? Hey, Chase, I do have one final thought on the Heisman race. One thing I kind of wanted to talk about. I didn't have much of a change of anybody else with Fournette, Elliott, and Blinken at the top, but. Uh, we got to remember, Heisman's won in November. And we kind of talked a little bit about the, the gauntlet LSU's facing towards the end of November. And then also, I think TCU loses both OU and Baylor. So that could potentially take Fournette and Blinken into the mix and give those other guys a chance to, to jump in there and take the lead. Good point. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think we're, it's just now October. There's a lot of football to be played. Um, I'm hoping that my Buckeyes can hold on here and, and make it to the other side. But yeah, and I'll tell you another October game I like is that Texas Tech OU game on the 24th. OU's got Texas yeah. Tech at home, and Texas Tech's putting up some points. Their defense isn't looking great, but, I mean, they're running with the big dogs. They are playing, man. They're, they are playing, you know, they really impressed me. I, I, I didn't see them being as good as they are, and, and they're right there. They just play a really tough schedule, so. They can't defend the run, though. OU will run all over them, my opinion. Big difference when you yeah. can't stop the run. Well, can any Big 12 team stop anything? That's that's really that's, the that's question I want to answer. No, that's a good point. No. I think, honestly, I think the best defense is Oklahoma. That's why I leave – I have the edge in the Big 12 towards Oklahoma, as much as I hate to say it because I despise Oklahoma. Well, then you have a differing you have a differing opinion than Corey. Who I mean, we talked about Oklahoma 
normally is the best defensive team in, in that conference, but this isn't necessarily the year for that for them. Do you think that, I mean, do you still think they are the best defense in the conference? Yes, I do. I do. I think to Baylor and TCU, yes, I do believe they have a better defense than TCU or Baylor. Baylor has more studs, but I think as a unit, Oklahoma's defense is better. Yeah. My opinion. Now, they didn't show it against Tulsa, but they, they did play better against a pretty high-powered West Virginia offense. I mean, they forced yeah, turnovers and, and held them to 20, 24-28. I mean, it was a close game in the third quarter, and they pulled away the fourth quarter. And they can run the football, which I like. So against the all-pass team, I, I you know I like somebody that can run the football and control the clock. That's why I like K State to give TCU a game this week. I'll be interested to see that, and I, I know Corey will as well. Well, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and, and get this wrapped up. Um, to everyone, Chris, Corey, Jerry, Spencer, Jeff, guys, I really appreciate you all joining. Um, I look forward to watching these games, and let's do this again here in a couple of weeks. For any IBS content, be sure to check out the website, iconoclassicallybombastic.com, the Twitter feed, at sports underscore IB, and, of course, the Facebook group, Bombastic Sports. Appreciate your time. Go Buckeyes. Welcome <laughs> on. Giga Maggie's. <laughs>